Okay, so the Star Wars list. Yep. So this is my ranked list of all of the Star Wars movies. Um, Mandalorian. Uh, okay. Is... Well, 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 quick, well, quick question. Quick question. Uh huh. How much does re-releases, re-edits, Lucas being Lucas, factor into this list? I mean, is it like the latest releases? Is it your personal favorite? This is, is based it... on my personal experience and feelings and favorites. I'm sure that the re-releases and things have factored into it. It's impossible to not have. Well, well I'm talking about life. like the, the like the random bullshit uh, pacing killing things that they added in the enhanced edition. While there is some cool shots of like the spaceships, then they added, you know, all the random animals and the random bullshit in uh, uh, most oddly. This, so based on sort of the most recent ones that I have seen, and I don't know, honestly, at this point, there's so many different versions. These are just based on the ones that I personally own and have, have viewed which most of them I acquired in the early 2010s. Um, obviously, the newer stuff um, from the most recent trilogy and sort of the quote-unquote Star Wars stories movies that are the one-offs. Uh, I got those after they released. But for the both the original and the prequel tr- trilogy, I bought like a six-pack, you know, spec collector's edition, whatever, that had all the movies and like a bunch of bonus content. Somewhere in like the early 2010s, I don't know which versions of the movies are on those, but this is what I'm going off of. In general, though, I think I tend to look at the overall impact of the movie and not focus quite too much or quite so much on the small things that are sort of those pace breaking moments. Um, Because, I mean, you can nitpick any movie to death, no matter how good it is or is supposed to be. I try and look at the overall major themes and and plot points and how much it makes sense and is utilized in in other ways like in canon and stuff. But I mean, this is this is my list for the the movies in order of what I think that they you know in order of quality. So, do you want to go from the bottom up or the top down? Uh, well, let's go bottom up. Let's just go ahead and get Rise of Skywalker out of the way. Yep, at number 11 for the worst Star Wars movie by Jared's estimation, Rise of Skywalker. Number 10, Attack of the Clones. Number 9, Solo, a Star Wars story. Number uh, you'd 8. You'd rather watch Attack of the Clones than, uh, or, yeah, you'd rather watch uh, Solo than Attack of the Clones. Mm. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is real bad. Real, real bad. And so much of that movie is CG that just does not hold up. Uh, well, can, it didn't hold up at the day. And you can see it, too, like, with the, the actual actors. Like, there's a, a scene in the um, big fight at the end of the movie on Geonosis where that um, Samuel L. Jackson slash Mace Windu, Mace Windu, like, is, is very clearly talking to nothing, to, like, a green screen. And he's like, all right, let's go. And he kind of, like, awkwardly jogs away. It's like he doesn't, he has no direction. He has no idea what's going on. Like it's all green screen behind him. It makes you, uh, damn it. Now I'm blanking on Gandalf's actor. Um, Ian McKellen? Yeah, Ian McKellen. Uh, how he broke down during the Lord of the Rings because he was talking to essentially tennis balls. Yeah. 
because it was the very beginning of all the uh, CGI and all the, uh, uh, and uh, he's a classically trained actor and he's not used to it and it's just not what he got into the business for. Yeah. So number eight, uh, the Phantom Menace. I'm surprised it's that high. Um, the Phantom Menace has really grown a lot on me over the years as they have released more and more movies. The Phantom Mentis, Mentis? The Phantom Menace is not a great movie, but it's also not a bad movie. And the biggest issue that I have, the two biggest issues I have with Phantom Menace are how much of the movie focuses on political bullshit. Like that can be a part of it for sure. But so much of that movie is political bullshit. And then also midichlorians. I thought I mean, you were going to say and Jar Jar. Nah, I mean I don't I don't like Jar Jar, but he's not the worst thing in that movie. Okay, I gotta ask, Darth Jar Jar, the the theory. I mean, it's a fun fan theory, but it's definitely not true. Yeah, but what if it were? What if Jar Jar was playing, uh, was doing a W and playing the buffoon? Well, that would have been a better story than Rise of Skywalker. Can you imagine uh, the big reveal was Darth Jar Jar in that? I would have stood up in the theater and been like, yes! (laughs) Everyone would have looked at me like I was an asshole, but I would have done it. Um, So number seven. And and number seven, six, and five are pretty close to each other. And depending on what my mood is, they might change their position based on what I'm in the mood for. So number seven, Revenge of the Sith. Um, certainly the best of the prequel trilogy. Still not like yeah, an that's amazing low bar. Still, it's not again. It's not an amazing movie, but in like Star Wars movie, like compared to other movies, it's like B plus, A minus. Like when I say other movies, I mean like random summer action movie starring Action Man. It, it's like a B plus to an A minus. When you look at it across the Star Wars sort of universe of movies, it's like a B. B minus B. It's got some pretty good redeeming qualities to it, but it's also got some pretty severe bullshit in it as well. Uh, she lost the will to live. Yeah, that's some pretty severe bullshit. I've but, heard the novelization's better, but eh. uh, that, um, that's once again low bar. Yeah. Then at uh, number five, or sorry, not number five, number six. At number six, The Force Awakens. So this is as close to the middle of the pack as you can go. Force Awakens, I like a lot of things about Force Awakens. It's certainly not bad. Um, it's It's got its, you know, little bit of bullshit in it. Pretty much every movie's, most movies have got some little bit of bullshit in it, especially in the Star Wars movies, because you're being asked to believe so much. But um, what knocks it down for me a lot is that it is just a retread of A New Hope. And I get it. I get why they did that, to be like, hey, we got you. We know what you want Star Wars to be. But also, Star Wars is more than just a trilogy of movies about the Skywalkers. There's so much more to explore in this universe as the old extended universe, the new expanded universe, things like The Mandalorian have shown. So the fact that it's just basically a rehash of A New Hope with a few extra, you know, bobbles in it. Kind of well, leave, what you mean, uh, yeah, like uh, C3PO's uh, red arm just randomly? Yeah, just randomly. Uh, actually, uh, going back to the prequels, 
I remember uh, now thinking about it. Uh, someone posting a page of uh, uh, of uh, the uh, the do it uh, from the <laughs> uh, from the novelization, mm-hmm. and how it was so much better than anything Lucas has ever put to film, and just the, all the character motivation and uh, the because you're in that. Uh, oh, God damn it. I, I have trouble with Star Wars' bullshit names to begin with. Yeah, Star Wars names are weird. Uh, But the the Admiral uh, Dooku uh, that got decapitated. How he he realized that uh, he was a pawn the entire time and that he was never going to have power. I mean, that was so much better than anything Lucas has ever done. Ever. (laughs) Um, Fight me. So at number five, uh, I have the original, A New Hope. Um, I like A New Hope. It's solid. It definitely kicked the whole thing off. Uh, There's definitely been movies that have done it better. A New Hope, both in one hand, has got great pacing and also terrible pacing. Um, I mean, it's, it's a movie that is a product of its time. You know, written, filmed, produced in the 1970s. It it just comes from a different era, and filmmaking has changed so much. And sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. Well, that's also, what I said that- it has also been the one that's been re-edited so much that it's hard to really pin down. I mean, you can't even have the original theatrical cut anymore. Yeah. So this this one, or these three, depending on what I'm in the mood for, like if I want more sort of flashy explosions, I will go for Force Awakens. If I want... Or, um, if I want like the best sort of lightsaber fighting until Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker does have, in my opinion, the best fucking lightsaber battle that has ever been in the Star Wars series. Um, but the the Anakin Obi-Wan fight that goes for God so long in Too Revenge long. of the Sith is still like up there. It, like top three lightsaber battles, and it's got some really cool um space combat explosions and whatnot so if i'm in the mood for that you know i I might put in revenge of the sith or if i want just the nice um slower more methodical pacing of the original then i might watch a new hope so those three can kind of be interchangeable but like really thinking about it if you're like you have to rank these that's how i would have ranked them uh then at number four return of the jedi is kind of off on its own um you know there's a gap between uh, a New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Um, Return of the Jedi has, has, I mean, you know, like all these movies, it's got some bullshit in it. The entire first act, I think you could cut out of the movie uh, where they go to Tatooine to rescue Han and maybe just do some hand-wavy bullshit about how Han comes back. That would be weird, but I think that would better serve the rest of the movie because you spend like 30 or 40 minutes on, other than re- retrieving Han, what is a pointless act? Um, and that could, you could develop a lot more, um, either more stuff related to the indoor assault, either in space or on the ground. You could have some further character development with Lando. Cause he just kind of, I mean, he's in empire strikes back for a little bit, but he kind of gets dropped in at the end. It's like, Oh, Hey, this guy's going to be a character. Han's gone. Here's Lando. You know, they could spend some more time with him. There's some other stuff they could have done, but I think that, Return of the Jedi is the Star Wars, one one of the moments where the Star Wars franchise was kind of firing on all cylinders. Coming off of 
Empire Strikes Back. The story is not as good, but they've got a much bigger budget. Um, George Lucas still doesn't have full control of everything. So there are some people who are willing to say no and change some things. You get a really good mix of awesome practical effects for for combat and battles. Um, the Ewoks have always been a little bit weird, but that is also like connected to one of the most enjoyable arcs in the film. Um, well, what do you think of them? Uh, originally, it was going to be on Kazakh, uh, and it was going to be Wookiees. I, le- and, I love that and, idea. That and they didn't have better. the budget, so they didn't have the budget to uh, you know get you know, 50 Peter Mahews. So you know, <laughs> they had to you know, get all the kids instead. Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred that. The Ewoks work okay enough. Um, I would have preferred the Wookiees, but... It would have oh. made more sense for the elite guard of the Emperor being taken out by, you know, a clan of Wookiees instead of Teddy Repskin with a spear. Yeah, they've done a lot in, in Extended Universe to kind of try and retcon that. The, the Ewoks, about how they're vicious and very like they i mean they eat their victims so that that kind of is shown in return of the jedi when there's the whole like um scene where they're about to spit roast everybody but i mean uh, some yeah, of the but, lore... yeah but in the yeah but in the uh, x-rayed version it's a completely different version <laughs> Wink. Uh, in some uh, and of also the... it uh, it is also shown that you know they were playing Stormtrooper helmets at the end. <laughs> yeah, in some of the lore, they get pretty in-depth about how those Ewoks viciously devoured Stormtroopers when they killed them. So, very, uh, very interesting. Then, and Return of the Jedi is probably the one on my list that I would be most willing to have a conversation with somebody and be like, yeah, I could see this going here or going there. I think Return of the Jedi is one of the ones that it's like, if you like it, most people tend to like it a lot. If you don't, it tends to fall behind for people. So this this is probably the one that I have the most sort of wiggle room on where it would actually be placed. Um, then at number three for me, also kind of in a category uh, a little bit by itself, is Rogue One. I fucking love Rogue One. In general, if I'm like, I just want to watch some Star Wars, the chances I'm popping Rogue One in is really, really, really high. It's not my favorite, but it's the the easiest to dive into and just watch um, because it's it's deeply connected to the original trilogy, but it's also a standalone adventure by nature because the the Death Star um, getting the Death Star star plants was a suicide mission, anyways. In in the original trilogy, in the original lore, so it's a completely self contained story. It's got a good mix of all kinds of Star Wars stuff. You've got the best Darth Vader scene ever, the most terrifying Darth Vader scene in the hallway at the end of the movie. You've got some really cool space combat, cool ground combat. You get some of the Force, some of the more mystical elements of the Force, how it originally existed before it was all about like superpowers and jumping around and all kinds of craziness. You know, the mystical elements of that. Um, you get to see quite a few beats that are just like, oh yeah, that's good Star Wars. But also, it's just a solid standalone movie war, war film, really. Um, yeah, I kind of wish that they split it to two, so it was a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah, because it did really feel like it was a movie of two parts. Ro- Rogue One is so good. Like we're all three of these movies: Rogue One, Empire, and Last Jedi. To me, are a a plus movies. Um, so. Rogue One, 
super good. And then for two and one, I've said this several times. I even said this earlier in the recording. Like I go back and forth between which one is number one and which one is number two, the last Jedi and empire strikes back. Um, I love these movies. They're both much more slowly, slowly and more methodically paced. They're much less about the hope itself and more about dealing with hard, difficult facts, uh, things you don't want to know, things that are scary, things that are emotionally disturbing and how different people react in those situations. Some of the deepest, most intense character development in the entire series is in both of these movies. Um, you do get some combat, some sort of exciting, you know, it's, it's still a star Wars movie. Both of them are still star Wars movies, but so much of the film is, is more focused on the type of thing that I really enjoy character development, um, spending time within, in the psyches of these characters, um, exploring concepts in a deeper way. Um, I love both of these movies so much. Uh, and it really just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Although, the more that I've been thinking about this more recently, the more I tend to fall on Last Jedi being my number one movie with Empire falling more towards a steady number two spot. But sometimes I'm like, you know what, man? Empire, like, that was where it was at. That was the best. So. And a gutsy uh, sequel as well, because, you know, you don't see many sequels where the bad guys are, you know, take the, you know, come out on top, really. Yeah, or, or really movies back then in general. It was more of a modern thing, really. And Last Jedi does that in a way that sort of mirrors The Empire Strikes Back, but is less Empire than how Force Awakens was New Hope. Like, there's definitely some mirrored elements and some of the overall themes are there, but vastly different movies in terms of content. Because Force Awakens and A New Hope is generally beat for beat the same movie. And Last Jedi and Empire Strike Back have some similar themes dealing with loss and defeat and hopelessness and, you know, those sorts of things. But extremely different movies in every other respect. The only thing that whenever someone's like, yeah, well, what about that Canto Bite arc in Last Jedi? And I'm like, "Mm, you know what? You got me. That was some some horse shit. And not that the whole arc itself was it, it was handled poorly. It's such a strikingly different tone. And maybe there's a way you could have meshed those two things together, but I think there's a better way to get, cause I mean, that whole arc, you can throw it away. It's pointless. It literally does nothing for the rest of the movie. Oh, it's the Jar Jar segment because the, the, the problem they're trying to solve doesn't matter. It just gets thrown away. All it is is plot contrivance to get these two characters in a location with another character to deal with something. And there's a, a much more efficient, or better way to do that than having the whole Canto Bite arc. If only but, there was some mythical uh, force or you know, thing that could push them together, right? I know, I know. But that you know, whenever people bring that up, I can't really defend that, and that you know, that's fine. But I think overall, Last Jedi engages with those themes in a, a much better way than Empire does. Well, it's also more modern storytelling as well. So. Yes, for sure. It, it, so it's able to look at the lessons that uh, that's been put out since uh, the Empire Strikes Back at, at that, and how Hollywood has changed. So you're able to really sit there and 
see 40 years of movie making progression. Yeah. And these comparisons are really hard to make because of that. Um, the, the prequel trilogy is probably, or out of all of the movies, the prequel trilogy is the most easy to compare to everything because it's the most in the middle. So, yeah, but it's also, uh, the time that Lucas was given free reign to do whatever he was, uh, able to do, uh, with all the technology that he had at his disposal, but no one to really say, George, 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 is a bad idea. Why don't you just not do that? Uh, CGI Yoda? No. 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 Don't. So, but I, that's, yeah, those are just the movies. I think The Mandalorian is the best fucking Star Wars to have ever existed. You mean the Baby Yoda down. show? Yeah, the Baby Yoda show is the best Star Wars to have ever existed. Um, but I've always been a bigger fan of the expanded universe stuff compared to the movies. Like, the movies lay the groundwork. The expanded universe is where we get a get to go off on the deep end on all the little stuff that I find interesting. Um, Mandalorian, I think does that the best. The clone wars TV show and the rebels TV show both have moments where they get into that territory, but clone wars especially is, has got several seasons of bullshit before you get to anything really regularly, substantially good. And then rebels is better but it's still a kid's show. So there's a lot of stuff where it's like, well, this is really cool, and I see how they're building and going into this, but also it's a kid's show, so the characters are kind of shallow, and the themes don't really get very deep most of the time. But both of them are still interesting. And have have good episodes or good story arcs. But, I mean, Clone Wars was doing, I think, like 20-something episodes a season for a while. And it was only the last season or two that were much smaller and generally higher quality. And then Rebels had fewer episodes per season. It didn't get as many seasons. They did cover a couple of, of big story topics. but And then I haven't seen any of the new Clone Wars stuff that just came out, I think, within the last year. Or maybe not even that long. But my, my favorite Star Wars character, though, does come from the Clone Wars TV show. Ah- Ahsoka is by far my like f- far and away my favorite character from the whole show or from from all of star wars uh, i she, love that girl she was uh uh whining boys had one right yes which uh, somehow never got mentioned in the movies ever no um but yeah she was um and she starts the show as like a 12 or a 13 year old kid but the show I think follows her story. Not every episode is about her for sure, but we see the development. I think of most of the star Wars characters through her eyes. And then I believe it's the fifth season of clone Wars. She has like her major arc where she's the focus of most of the season. And then she comes back in rebels as an adult and is a major character in that show. She's got her own book. Um, She shows up in some other stuff. I, I really like Ahsoka. That's my girl right there. Yeah, so I'm assuming she dies horribly then? No. So she's, uh, so she's completely written out? No. Nope. That's actually a little surprising. I can tell you what happens if you're interested. Uh, sure, go ahead. So Ahsoka, she does get killed in Rebels. Um, well, it's implied. It's an off-screen death. 
she fights Vader and like she Whoops. recognizes she fights Vader to save the rest of the main characters from rebels. Like she recognizes who he is and, and goes to fight him and like try and reason with him. And then well, it's, that's a death wish. huh? And then it's implied that he kills her. And then you go off for like another season or season and a half. And then they discover uh, the main character from rebels, Ezra discovers this force relic that actually allows him to interact with previous timelines. And so he pulls her out of the fight with Vader into the present. And so he like, he just disrupts the time stream, but she's alive at the end of rebels. Contrap bullshit. Got it. Right. Yes. They do that with some other characters too. And you start to see some consequences of how that plays out on the show. Um, but then the show ends. I I assume it's probably picked up again in a book or something I haven't read. But, yeah. So, in other words, big, meaningful moment. Eh, no, we need that character. Yoink. Sort of. It also leads to another big, meaningful moment as well. Like, they do the they, they do make you think for a minute, like, oh, that well, that's some contrived bullshit. But then it also has another meaningful moment behind it. Um and plays more into the storyline and the main character, Ezra, his development. And sort of him learning, like sometimes things have to be the way they are. Cause there's, I mean, changing the timeline has some, some ramifications. Um, and some of the bad things that happen along the way were because Ezra does this and disrupts the time stream. And he winds up hurting and killing some people that he, I can't remember if they died or not because it's a kid's show, but he definitely winds up hurting some people that he cares about very deeply because he changed this major event. Now, now are we talking about yeah, broken bones or are we talking like paper cut? Like broken bones, blinded, permanent. Also, not as bad as a paper cut. Got it. Yeah. It's definitely not stepping on a Lego level. It's not that bad. Yeah. Well, well you said kid's show, so you know, they can't go to you know, the blood and gore. Yeah. So. Yep. I could go on about things, but I think I'm going to stop because it's 1215 and I'm going to need to get, you know, 15 or 20 minutes to get ready for bed. And then another 10 or 15 minutes to actually drag my ass to bed. So that's my list of ranked Star Wars movies and then some other stuff about Star Wars. Yeah, but you never had the Star Wars holiday special where it lines up. So we got to do the entire thing ever again. Uh, the holiday special between Rise of Skywalker and Attack of the Clones. But the holiday special isn't really a movie. Like It it's was not a made-for-TV movie. It's, but it's not in like the main Star Wars canon movies. What B. Arthur had a very important role to play in the uh, in the Rebel Forces. Besides, if it wasn't for Art Carney, right? (laughs) (laughs) Then the entire uh, uh, you know the entire Rebel Forces they would have been uh, uh, taken uh, down by Commander Pornstash. Maybe they should have been. He's going to take you down. All the way down, baby. While Grandpa watches his uh, Christmas porno. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
That's basically like an entire Franken episode right there. Yeah, pretty much. 